how deep and rich this culture really goes, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to our love. Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. We will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. And today our episode is all about Black love in honor of Valentine's Day. Are they hearing this on Valentine's Day? Um, um, I'm yes. trying to check the date. They are oh, actually. Is it is it really on Val- Valentine's yeah. Day on a Monday? If so, that's yes. Whack. Yeah, that is. That is. That's wackety whack whack. But wackety my birthday whack. is this week that they're hearing this, so it makes up Happy for it. This is the first time my birthday birthday's on a weekend. It's on a Friday. So. Happy birthday to yeah. Thank you. Happy thank birthday. Turning the big three two this year after a while you just forget how old you are turning so yep (laughs) well that's awesome so everybody go on our instagram and wish siobhan a happy birthday yes that's so cool to have a birthday we we said your birthday is before valentine's day it's on you said it's it's on the the 18th so it's the 18th um, oh i thought you were saying it was on valentine's day i was like oh my god like literally a love baby (laughs) like perfect timing But I get you. It's on Friday. So on Friday, go wish her a happy birthday. Make sure to have a little happy birthday post on on our Instagram. Um, But yeah, so happy Valentine's Day, everyone listening to this. Um, So funny when we're recording something in advance and you're just kind of like saying things in in the future. But (laughs) yes, happy Valentine's Day. We really wanted to emphasize um, or do do an episode on black love this is something that is not if you search the hashtag black love black marriages things of that nature on instagram these are very filled with lots of content and it's something that we really take pride in within the black community but i don't think it's something that is widely spoken about outside of the black community and I know that since there is a lot of pride for interracial marriages and interracial relationships, which is awesome. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do think sometimes the interracial relationships get so much spotlight that there is not enough spotlight on rape marriages or relationships that are what, what was, what would the term be just not interracial but i was gonna say interracial is it not interracial no an interracial would be that you're two different races oh yeah 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 Um, but the same race would be just i don't know what that term there's not spotlight on black love specifically specifically the hardships that come with um or are circled around like the stereotypes and, and and all the other negative things that we have to beat um 
pertaining to black marriage so i would just say there's not enough spotlight on on black marriage for sure yes absolutely so that's why we wanted to dedicate this episode to talk about why black love is so so important to our community yes yes um i will say one time I knew that it really needed to be talked about was a friend of mine had made a post on her and her husband's, I want to say it was like their seventh or eighth wedding anniversary. And someone commented and said, well, why hashtag like black love or why hashtag black marriages? Like why mm-hmm. not just celebrate marriage in um, particular? And I, I think that's a great question. So jumping into that, I think it's important to explain that just like the black community has been attacked just for race itself, just like we've been stereotyped for all other aspects of our life, marriage and our love and our relationships are also one that gets represented very negatively, especially in the media. Um, you know, we, we, they they love to to spotlight like our 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 single parenting or um you know deadbeat dads or you know fathers not being around but there's so many really healthy strong foundations out there i mean it, if if it wasn't for those healthy strong foundations i don't know how we would have gotten through the years and years of trauma that we did mm-hmm. um and and i think even you know one thing that we will probably briefly touch on in this episode is even how those strong foundations made it through the jim crow era and um you know some of them who didn't get to make it through slavery because they were ripped apart from each other um and how some of those stereotypes actually stem from you know how they talk about how the black man isn't in the household but how some of that started from slavery because the black man was ripped away from his wife and had to start a new family with someone else because once he was gone he was gone he was i mean so all these families were created in all these places and then stereotypes were unfairly created and unfairly born from that. And so, you know, that's why today we, we rely and we um, harp so heavily on showing up, showing, showing that there, th- this is real. We have great marriages just like everybody else. I mean, we have, you know, we have trials and tribulations, but there's nothing, there's, we're, we're no different. Yeah, Definitely. There's a lot and there's, there's more to it than even just slavery as well. And we'll get into some of that as um, some of that history that happened after slavery when it comes to welfare, child welfare, things of that nature that um, forced the, the black families to split up. But for sure, I think we should start our episode by just talking about maybe um, well, but I, I don't know. I had like five thoughts at the same time. Sorry. Let's just rewind <laughs> that real quick for editing purposes. Um, I think we should start our episode just talking about what makes Black love so uniquely special, like kind of in like a celebratory way mm-hmm. and then take it from there. Um, because I, sometimes I think we, yes, there's, we're going to be covering trauma in this episode as we really honestly there's is there's not going to be a time I there's not going to be there's going to there's going to be few times where we're not going to bring it back to something traumatic because unfortunately that is just 
so much of the narrative of being Black in America. But this is also a celebratory time. This is Valentine's Day. This is, this is about love. So, you know, what for you, when you think about Black love, what does that mean to you? What are the first thoughts and feelings that come to your mind and your heart? The very, very first thing that comes to mind is I know in marriages, you need somebody to lean on. You need that support. Um, You need like the yin to the yang. And I know that my Black husband understands and feels every emotion that I feel as a Black person. When Mm -hmm. I am grieving for the terrible things that are happening in our country, he can also grieve because he understands my hurt. He understands my pain. Mm -hmm. He might not understand as a Black woman, just as I, I might, I will never understand fully as a black man the hurt mm-hmm. and pain he feels when he sees you know a, a a black male being slaughtered on tv or or you know uh police brutality and things like that that the media often portrays however we get each other we understand each other and i will always have him to be able to rely on in a way that i would never be able to rely on if my marriage was interracial mm-hmm. yep Absolutely. I, I definitely feel the same way. I know I've, I've always just been so in love with Black culture and mm-hmm. so proud of being Black. And I was so blessed to be raised in a home that, that was so pro-Black and really emphasized the beauty of Black culture. And we've had several episodes where we talk about Black culture. We'll have more of those so I'm not going to get into all of the beauty of it right now, but just anything from the language that we speak to the music that we listen to, to the shows that we watch, to the way that we dress, to the way we wear our hair, to the things that are um, the the um, the stories of our plight and our trauma and our generational, that, that there's, there's only one community that our story and our culture belongs to, and it's us. Yeah. And so I knew... I always wanted to marry a black man because I knew that I wanted to keep that beauty alive, that culture alive within our home and raise fully black children, to be quite frank. I really wanted to raise fully black children. Not there's anything wrong with being biracial, but I just knew that I have pride in being black. And I, and I know I, sometimes there's, I, and I can't speak specifically from, I know I've spoken before about, about the fact that like technically biologically I'm biracial, but I don't identify as such. And I, I personally don't think I look look like I'm biracial. Um, but I also know that because of, you know, certain privileges that are afforded to those that are biracial that happen to have more of a light skin privilege and things of that nature, sometimes it's, you know, you, you get people that are black and like you, you, you'll see marriages that are black and white or black and um, Hispanic or black and Asian and the the number one assumptions y'all gonna make such beautiful babies yeah because people assume thing they say that's the first thing that's said because because you need something else to come into blackness to make it beautiful mm-hmm. how about two dark-skinned black people are going to make such beautiful babies because right. they are beautiful and they are black and they don't need another culture or another race or something else that has a closer proximity to whiteness as every other race does no matter what every other race even if you are brown skin has proximity to whiteness that we do not have as black people because 
the whole root of racism is anti-blackness. So mm-hmm. because of that, that's why I'm so proud to be like, no, we're going to be like a fully black unit up in here. And I know even even though I married a very brown skinned man and I'm brown skinned myself, I know that one of my children is still light skinned. Like it's going to happen. You can't. Right. And that's not a bad thing. I, that's, I'm not saying it's well, a bad thing. I'm saying so that, different shapes. You it, know? Yeah, exactly. Like there, it, you don't have to be biracial. What I'm trying to say is you don't have to be biracial to have light skin either. But I just knew that I wanted to have that fully black unit to just carry, excuse me, carry that culture and that tradition and that beauty and not have to, you know, kind of have my children have to justify their blackness or justify the other sides of themselves or feel like, again, like because they're mixed, they're more beautiful. They got better hair. They got Mm -hmm. better skin. They got better this. I, I didn't want to have that in my family that was just that was those are non-negotiables for me um so yeah I, I just think I just think the black culture is our black culture is so beautiful and as much as I have respect for interracial relationships I know that with black relationships we are keeping our race alive and I know that the number one thing that white supremacy wants to do is erase blackness right and I feel like Black relationships, Black marriages, Black families are resistance in and of themselves because it's like, no, we're not going to be erased and we don't need to, to prove anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's us existing, our marriages, are the foundation of our marriages, the success of our marriages is battle of supremacy in itself. For, what, to, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Be, especially, and I, I will say as well that because of the media, I grew up thinking that strong Black marriages were far and few. Yeah, yes. Like, I saw, believe it or not, I actually saw most of the people that I grew up with, like the the people that were my peers, my Black peers in the Twin Cities where I grew up, I was I think the only person that had a single mother, everyone around me, they all had their moms and dads and they all had like, you know, very suburban middle, upper middle-class lifestyles. And that was like the norm of black, uh, of black people that I saw in my immediate view. Right. But then on the media, I see something or in the, excuse me, in the media, I see something completely different. Yeah. And so I'm thinking how powerful media is. It is because even though I see something that is my norm in front of my face, I'm thinking what I'm seeing is not, is not the, the norm. I'm thinking that it's the exception. Right. And I, I mean, I, I would definitely agree. I'd say the same because I grew up, my parents are still together. They've been married now for 31 years, I believe. And for just from what I saw in media, from what I saw in music videos and radio and all that stuff, I still thought that like finding a good black man was like a, a rare gem. It was, you know, it was a rare gem. It was, it was hard to do marriages. You know, it was just, yeah, I just, all black just, men are thugs out there. They right. all want or, the same thing. They yeah, you got to find for, that rare good one. You know right. what I mean? Which, yes. if, if we're being honest, like finding good men in general is, is right. How about all men? Let's just men. Like, 
Right. That's just men. Men in general. Um, Doesn't matter what color you are. A man is a man and they think what they can, you know. <laughs> right. So I just, I, but but that speaks volumes about how like lack of rep- representation is everything. Even in your own home, you can do what you need to do in your ho- own home. But if your kids aren't seeing that representation elsewhere, they're still going to mm-hmm. think what they're going to think, you know. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's that's actually very powerful. Just sitting there thinking about that. It's like, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm grew up seeing it with our own eyes mm-hmm. but because we didn't see it on like tv and 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 hear about it on radio it's like mm-hmm. oh, is this possible you know right and That's of course there's also some of the truth behind some things which which is which leads us into the plight and the trauma of the black family mm-hmm. and how because of the way that our families have been directly attacked since we arrived here that 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 is the that generationally has affected our family unit and it is why so many people are growing up without daddies yeah or without moms like it doesn't have to be just daddies without one of their parents or the other parent or are growing up in more broken households I honestly broken but just you know, not, not, not the non-traditional, the household. non-traditional household, um, or with trauma attached to that, you know, that was unfortunately the majority of what I saw when I taught in an inner city, predominantly black community, mm-hmm. seeing black marriage. I did see plenty of marriages, which was great to see. And I always felt so much pride and, uh, and sometimes shock when I saw right. strong black marriages in an inner city, lower income, predominantly black community. Mm-hmm. That says something as well. But I, but I also saw so many of the children that I taught, I would say probably the majority that had one parent or the other parent or their yeah. parent had remarried or their parent was on just like, you know, partner number, whatever. And it was too many to keep track of. Like I saw a lot of that yeah. as well. And the same um, when we're in Houston, mm-hmm. they're like the exact same. I want to say 86% of the students at the time, um, one of their parents were either in jail or deceased. Mm-hmm. So yes. we were very surprised anytime we would meet somebody with two parents or especially if they were married, right. married, right. that was like a whole nother thing. Right. Right. Like, which a lot of times it was as a like, black person to have mm-hmm. to check yourself like, Okay. Like you, we have to, I I have to remember, Mm -hmm. like, we do have success, you know, like I had to check my own biases from time to time or my own privilege when being in, in immersed in, um, you know, that kind of, um, setting, I had to check my own privilege from time to time. Oh, for sure. Me too. 100%. Cause I definitely find myself, I mean, every to this day, every time I have to check myself Mm -hmm. that just because somebody who is who is black who is not from a the same neighborhood that I'm from um and speaks differently or has a certain persona doesn't mean that they don't have a strong marriage and a strong family unit right in their community in which they live absolutely it's and and it's it's the lie of systemic racism and society and white supremacy that has told us this but it's also 
because of those same things that has caused the brokenness that we do see because we do see more of it. I don't know if, I don't know the, I can't say that. I don't know the percentages of what we see for, with broken homes within the white community versus the black. I, I have no we idea. Say but we I know see we, more of it represented. Yeah, for sure. Publicly. We, see, we see more of it publicly represented, but we also yeah. see that it, that it also is happening because we know that oh, yeah. the majority of, of incarcerated men are black right oh, now. Absolutely. And yeah. they and have, have been for years. They have children at home. They they have, you know, partners at home. We know that we are the black the our black men are getting killed on the streets, whether that be by police officers or by violence within our own communities. We know that that's happening as well. We're not right. saying it doesn't happen. We have already talked about the whys and everything else. So just listen to our podcast. We address all these things. So we know these things are happening because of systemic racism, because of disadvantages, because of um, poverty trauma. and generational trauma. Yep. And then you take that, these negative symptoms of the root, these root causes, but then that's what's blown up as the norm and as like painted as a 100% absolute of what it means to be black. And then that's where you get our, our misconceived is that the word misconstrued i would say misconstrued because i even misconceived is not a word i even think about sorry (laughs) i even think about in terms of like even when we were talking about like our own our own um privilege or our own judgment sometimes that we have to check right and Mm -hmm. we 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 might see things and it's not the norm or it's not the tradition and and we're like we we might be judging it until we check ourselves and I even bring it back to me for um when Trump was president and I remember thinking about how Obama would have never been able to have three divorces what is it? Four huh. kids by three baby mom. Was it three baby? He had three baby mamas. I knew, but I think four kids. I don't know, but they three, yeah, two or three baby mamas. That would have never happened. He would have never been elected. He, he would have been torn to shreds. I mean, he, he was torn to shreds, but that would have never happened. So I think even when we're talking about judgments and, and privileges, it's also interesting to bring up how, when these things do happen in white communities, they aren't judged the same. They are, I mean, that was the president of the United States with three divorces and three baby mamas, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. and no one was judging him. Uh, Not to mention his wife, you know? And there's no judgment for me because I think all work is work, sex work is work, women should be able to do what they want. But his wife also, you know, worked in, I don't know if she worked in the porn industry, but, or she was just naked on a cover at some point on Playboy, but she was also naked for everyone to see. And so the same things that we're judged for, the white community is not judged the same, you know? And so when people, when people ask, like, why do we, why are we talking about black love? Why, why black marriage? This is why, because we're judged way more critically and way more harshly. Right. Because it's not like there is not brokenness in relationships and marriage and infidelity and sex work and several baby mamas or whatever. And white men out there committing acts of violence and crime and drug use and opioid. All those things are happening in all the communities. 
and not just low income because Donald Trump got a low income. Hello, especially and and that's 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 the real tea right there. They got all the talk about all the folks that have money. Shoot, that that was one of the biggest things that took me by surprise. And I taught in a school that was like a super rich school, like a super rich public school was that most of those kids were on like some kind of drug because that way it was so easy to get their hands on. Like drug Mm -hmm. use is higher in rich, predominantly white schools than it is in low income black schools. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that, okay? That's actually not Those an are statistics. That's actually I know that because I did a post on it at some point and saw the statistics. They are higher. They are higher, Absolutely. and they are hidden okay. better. And it's and it's it's passed along at or it's it's you know it's talked about as I, I can't think of my words right now, but it's it's treated as norm or stress or whatever. They're protected. But, Protective for sure. Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, in the black community, in lower income schools, it's criminal. It's thug. It's thug. Kids are troubled. Troubled, exactly. Yeah. Troubled kids. Come on, let's talk about let's talk about all the rich kids. Their parents are never home because they work so much, and they're raised by nannies in rehab before eighteen. Which the kids. Yeah, yeah, the rich kids who've gone to rehab already before eight that are that are drinking 18. every night and passing out, and this is normal behavior at fifteen, right? That's actually not really happening in the lower income black communities like that. No, not really. No, no. What's happening is like is is some trauma, of course, but that's not what we're seeing. But what what no are you action for? Them. No, for sure. no, they're going to jail. Yeah, that's what's happening. They're going oh, to can go to go to go to jail for some marijuana possession, but some w- rich white kids can have opioid possession and they're not going anywhere. Well, this is the truth. Ooh. This is why we have to celebrate and and uplift and amplify and shout from the rooftops the beauty and the humanity of culture. black people and yeah. black culture. Because we are constantly attacked. I'm just, I'm just, I think I'm just like sitting on that, just sitting on how often, like how broken, um, not middle, not even middle class, upper class, upper class white folks can be like their marriages can be so broken, right? Especially like in politics and things, right? Where people oh, yeah. things under the rug but you just don't hear about it or you hear about it, but then it's gone. It doesn't stick then as a stigma for their whole community. But if you hear something about a couple black men doing something, our whole community has broken marriages and broken homes and we're bad parents. And it's just, I mean, you know, that obviously I know that's been since the beginning of time, it's been like that, you know, we've, we've always been um, made to be the villain, but it's just, when you start talking about it, it's really, it's just heavy. I think, especially being married to another black partner and just knowing that like your love is seen to, like, we know that our love isn't that rare. We know that us having black marriages aren't, it's not a rare thing. We, we have friends who are married to black. Um, no, none of this are, is rare. This is all right, normal. Black right, marriages have, are actually more likely to stick it out than white marriages are. Right. Let's and be real. I think there, there's yeah, yeah, even when that. we shouldn't, we, we fight, we fight hard and hard. Love. We are loyal we yes. love hard we listen don't right. ever let no stereotypes and nobody's in, right. in, in do-rags and dreadlocks and braids and tattoos and and speaking ebonics or what have you or low income or high income or whatever you want to think that shouldn't it should not shock you 
right and I just think about us. like group of friends I think about friends and stuff like how many black marriages I've seen and weddings I've been to and it's just it's just amazing oh, how that stigma yeah. stuck with us even yeah and it, mm-hmm. so it's just so unfair you know and it's it's nothing that we can change we can talk about it but I know like we can talk about it on this podcast but people are still gonna think what they want to think about black marriages and it's just so unfair because I love black love I love I think I've said this before I love black love I love our weddings our 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 ceremonies I just love black love so much um and just to see that stigma that I know is not going away anytime soon is just that's rough it is I'm I'm getting real sick of the anti-blackness and I'm really I'm really out here just like getting getting very angry at all of it and I think that's that's that that's why I want to I want to as we wrap this up bring it back to the positive so like what you know let's talk about what we see in black love what what makes what makes our love unique what some of the cultural aspects of it you spoke about weddings I mean our weddings are so lit and don't let somebody be greek don't let somebody be greek at the wedding because that's a whole that's a different level of litness so for those that are not black (laughs) greek means (laughs) means if you are a member of a sorority fraternity one of the black greek letter organizations there's nine of them and that is for for in our communities black greek letter organizations are lifetime things it's Mm -hmm. not something that you're just in for college and you just go to these frat parties and then that's it. No, our memberships are lifetime. You are stomping and stepping and and hooting and hollering and skiweeing and oo-whooping and, and, and barking and doing the whole nine oh, until so the day you die. So whenever somebody who is, if you are Greek, meaning if you are a member of that organization and you get married, your fraternity brothers or sorority sisters do ceremonial things at your wedding and it does not matter how old you are this will you can get married if you're 50 and you will still have these things happen so at my wedding my line sisters gathered around me and we all did our um like our songs and we and we danced in the circle and everything and then we sang our hymn um i know for um for fraternity it's lots of stepping and things of that nature. It just, it just goes. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of barking great. at my wedding. <laughs> lots of barking all night long. Lots of barking. My husband's a cute. And uh, yeah, the, the, there was a lot of stepping, barking, hopping, atomic dogs, mm-hmm. um, the sitting in the circle for the, for the song that, that was special though. I thought that was very, it's special. very special. It's because very emotional when you're sitting right. in that circle and everyone crying. gets around you and it's like it's your age. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you pledge. Like, if you are a member of that organization, everyone comes and sings a song around you. And it's just a testament of how connected we are, our network, our community, like the special things that we have created, the fact that we've created these organizations that connect us to each other for life is the most beautiful thing. And that's something that no other community can say that they have the way that we have it, specifically when it comes to those organization and it's 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 i i loved it i it, that was very very special to me just to mm-hmm. be able to see my father-in-law you know who's 60 something and then the youngest person who's like you know may have just crossed like that year just that range of of mm-hmm. ages but it didn't matter they all knew the song you know all knew the words all knew the song like it that that's that's very special and and just the way they celebrate each other mm-hmm. and celebrate marriages and um commit to 
being there for one another and being like, you know, whether you need advice about your marriage or whether you just need to, you know, go on, go on some trips together with other married black couples. Like we mm-hmm. really celebrate black love and black. Yeah. It's, I can't even explain it. I feel like you have to be, you have to be there. Married, yeah. You have to be, yeah. You, you, you have to be married to a black person to really understand how deep and rich this culture really goes, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to our love. Absolutely. And of course we also just party really well too. <laughs> you yeah. know, we oh, all, yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing about being in the black community. You know, we all, we all know all the steps to all of our signature songs and dances. Oh, yes. We all know the same music. All the line dances. It, 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 just like any other culture, right? Just like if you yeah. were to go to an Indian wedding, if you were to go to a, a Chinese wedding or whatever, the culture is rich. Our culture is rich. So the, the thing about our culture is that we had to create it though out mm-hmm. of nothing really and I think yeah. that's just what makes it that much it was ta- all taken from us right exactly I mean think of I, I think about how we had to I mean we jumped the broom and I was thinking about how our ancestors had to jump the broom because they they weren't even allowed to get married mm-hmm. you know what I mean so that was just a sign of them getting married in secret because they couldn't because they were punished because they were whipped because they were for love for just being in love with mm-hmm. one another I that was really special to me too you know like I'm doing something out public and in front of everybody that my ancestors were not even allowed to do right. not even allowed to just celebrate their their love for one another mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah we, we had to create everything everything you know yep Ooh. That's heavy. <sighs> yeah, but it's so special. It it's is. heavy and it's special. And we just wanted to highlight and talk about it. We are obsessed with Black love. We're cheering on all the Black couples out there. Um, Matter of fact, if you're listening to this and you are married, if you're in your you're Black, you're a Black marriage, you know, Black wife, Black husband, or Black husband, Black husband, Black wife, Black, wa- black wife, um, tag us and put black love tag black girl voices and put black love and we'll we're gonna put some some uh black love on our stories for valentine's day i love it (laughs) i think that'd be great and everyone else even if you're not black and you're listening thank you for listening of course um and and happy valentine's day Day and help us celebrate celebrate your love and your marriage of course but also now you understand why we amplify black love so much and help us cheer that on help us change the stigma we cannot change our own freaking stigmas because if we could have we would have done it by now we need we need you guys to change it we need you guys to share with your family your friends your community that all the stigmas that folks have about us is trash and that you know we bring it to you all for you all to go and do the work yeah and part and part of that work is also celebrating like we should not be the only one celebrating each other and i think that that's also what just is constantly happening we're the only ones that we ride or dying for each other we're the only ones celebrating for each other we're the only ones doing for each other and it was so many people out there trying to be allies but like where's the allyship so this is one of those ways we get a lot of questions about what what are things that y'all can do this is it celebrate 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 black celebrate us celebrate black marriages and black relationships that you guys see in black success and black black progress just anything beautiful and black celebrate it that's what we need you guys to do. Absolutely. We can't just sit in our trauma. 
there you go for more right. than just our trauma so there we go all right well i guess that wraps it up um you guys i we won't go into the whole spiel but you guys already know by now we have a patreon it is five dollars a month for i mean bonus episodes that's our lowest tier there's more tiers than that if you want to check that out and see what other perks there are um, but we will talk to you guys next time Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast. If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.